Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone. Hi there. Boy, the sun is shining brightly in, uh, in Dripping Springs, Texas. We, we have a lot of sun in Texas. We're going to have fun this morning. You'll meet uh, 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 Lady Lisa Gilbert, who wrote a book called You Are the Expert, and she came about in a very curious way, and we'll find out what that's all about. I love the title, because I know she's right. I don't know why I know she's right. I just know she's right. Um, and I, so I just... I, I didn't even I didn't even look at the book I didn't even do anything about it I just said okay let's do this the title is gets it you know gets it uh, Darko Velichek who is in um, he's in the Amazon rainforest he's got all kinds of cool stuff on uh, on on food and um, uh, um, detoxification and healing yourself and uh, really great stuff uh, he's got a, a wonderful blog. So we're going to talk to him about noon, a couple hours from now. And then tomorrow, uh, Dr. Oveda, we've been trying to get on for about three weeks, and he's a heart specialist, surgeon, cardiac surgeon, and he kept getting called in to do surgery, you know, because people are having a lot of heart attacks. So what can I say? So he's going to be on tomorrow, and he's into metabolic health, and we're going to ask him when he cuts open these little hearts and arteries, what's in there that's clogging things up? That would be my first question, so... Be here, be square tomorrow, and that'll be tomorrow at noon. And Kulreet Chandri, she's an MD. She's uh, got a book out called Prepare and Repair Your Body if you would like to lose weight loss. She's into all kinds of cool things with the, the bacteria and how it affects our thinking and really fun stuff. So we got some good people for you. So stick around if you'd like to join the show. 888-663-6386 is our phone number. Email Patrick at one radionetwork.com. Lisa Gilbert uh, is into a lot of really fun things. She's in she's in Georgia, down there in Georgia, and down there with the Vandalia Onions, right? Uh, Vandalia, Georgia? Yes. Yeah. Vidalia, Georgia. Vidalia, right. Georgia. And, and and to clarify, it's Leslie. Oh, what did Gilbert. I say? Lisa. Oh, well. I mean, I'll answer. It's fine. But just, just so you know. <laughs> just so I know. Well, they both start with an L, so I thought we were on solid ground there, but... Yeah. Not, we, we are on solid ground. Sure. It's all good. So uh, uh, Leslie is a, a wellness coach, and she's an author, and does the whole yoga thing. And we love yoga. Oh my God, I don't know what I do without yoga. And um, um, Jill, just the idea, as I said, that we are the experts in our life to know what to do. That's a really deep spiritual truth, isn't it? I mean, isn't it like the big deal of why we're here? It, it is the deal, yes. Yeah. I agree completely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you came upon this by going through some challenging things in your life, right? Stuff, I did. Stuff. Tell us about your stuff you did. My stuff. Well, <laughs> it was um, what I think most people probably um, attribute to aging or getting older and you have this like slow accumulation of um, symptoms and maybe you're tired and then it, it's it's like every year there's a new thing every time you see um, a doctor there's a new thing and I um, had <laughs> a new thing I, I yeah. Had, <laughs> yeah a new, a new thing for sure I had um, a slow accumulation of symptoms conditions every time I saw a doctor I was getting worse and it started out with a 
thyroid condition. And um, this is part of the story that I tell in the book where um, I just kind of thought this doesn't really work for me. And I was reading um, a book that was about a dystopian United States after a EMP attack. And, you know, there's a character in the book that um, has diabetes and dies because there's no more insulin. And I thought, you know, how does this work on this medication thing forever? Because, you know, you can, (laughs) you you know, you go and you get a higher dose of medication, but then you also top out on dosage amounts, right? There's, Mm -hmm. you can only take so much of whatever. So then what's the next step? The next step is, well, you get a new medication, right? And you start over with it. And I just kept thinking, you know, if this was, this is not not good. And if this is dystopian USA, I'm going to die over here because I don't have my meds and that's not okay with me. So (laughs) I immediately started thinking, um, there's something wrong here and I don't know exactly all the things that are wrong, but I know that this is not going to work for me. And, um, I remember someone telling me at the time that if you need the medication, you take the medication. And I just thought, no. It just didn't really work for me so much. So I had a um, doctor that was, you know, even though he um, was definitely part of medical world, he was open to a, a little bit of an experiment. And we had a, this sort of ongoing bet about what was going to happen. And I thought I was going to prove to him I had a misdiagnosed thyroid condition. Mm. And that is exactly what I did. And afterwards, he said, well, you know, you need to come back every year for a checkup. And I said, why? And he said, well, we just need to make sure you need to come every year and let's check and let's make sure. And I said, "Okay." And as you leave the office, you know, you you go, you pay, you do the insurance thing, whatever. But you also don't get to leave until you make the appointment. They they generally want your appointment then. And I declined to make the appointment. I told her I needed to check my schedule, and I haven't talked to them since. <laughs> so I just didn't go back. When you say, and, uh, Leslie, excuse me for interrupting. When you said mix, misdiagnosis, uh, what do you think was going on? What was? They said your TSH was uh, too high or something, and you had low thyroid. Yeah, and low. That whole thing. Hypo. I was low, yeah. and I I think that um, for me. I think the important thing to note here is that um, lab lab work is a snapshot in time. It can give you some information, but I don't think that information um, should be written in stone and dictate the rest of your life. Right. And I, I um, also think that lab work is also um, subject to interpretation by the person, the doctor, whoever you're seeing. So um, yeah, it was it was a diagnosed hypothyroid condition from lab work, mm-hmm. and I think that um, based on my little experiment, that I changed everything through my lifestyle, what I was eating, how I was exercising, what I was doing, and then after six months, my lab work was different, and it didn't show a thyroid condition. So if I had gone to the doctor at that point in time and had the blood work, I would have had nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. So. If I didn't question this scenario, I um, I don't think I would have ever stepped out of medical world, and I don't think that I would be very well right now, and I might even be dead considering how things progressed oh, after that. Interesting. Was that the only little disease you had, in quotes? That was the first thing that I really, like, 
started asking a lot of questions about, you know, you go to these appointments and, and before I saw that was with the actual, um, endocrinologist, the specialist I was referred to, um, I had spent a year taking medicine for this thyroid condition that was prescribed to me by um, my gynecologist. So after a year and I'm still having symptoms, I'm getting worse, then of course I need to see a specialist is the way it was explained to me. Hmm. And that is how I ended up with the other doctor. So um, this was the first thing later that saying I was I was told I had cancer oh, good. and um, I went through the same thing with the doctor that told me I had cancer and um, spoiler alert if you're reading gonna read the book here the spoiler uh, spoiler alert is that um, I don't have cancer and I ghosted that doctor as well so <laughs> so how did they how did they determine that you had don't you love the way they say that you have this oh really how, oh yeah how, it was um, <laughs> <laughs> well, when you go to um, a gynecologist, you have your annual um, annual visit, and uh, they do a series of lab work on you. There's all sorts of um, breast exams. There's all these things that happen, you know, through this annual visit. And it was a um, uh, lab result from a Pap smear that indicated uh, cancer. So, yeah, um, I heard a, a talk show fellow last night coming home. And uh, real late at night, and he, he, not real late, 10 o'clock late for me, and he was talking about, he did a commercial about how all of these um, um, tests, these memory for the baby, what do they call that when they do the, on the tummy thing? The ultrasound? The ultrasound, something like that, and how it's saving lives, you know, it's how it's saving lives when we find out, you know, and yeah, yeah, I just get the feeling that the more tests they have, the more stuff they're going to find. Absolutely. Pretty much. 100%. Pretty much. No doubt at all. <laughs> They'll just find stuff. You're going to have something before this is over with. Just keep coming to me. Just keep on doing it. We'll keep looking. <laughs> we'll find something. Yes, absolutely. What, isn't it amazing, Leslie? What, what we've. It, it, it feels like a really. It almost doesn't seem real. Yeah, I like know. yeah, it's like you know, once once you step out of systems and you take a look back, like for me, right? Once this book came out, I almost felt like I don't need to talk about this anymore. Like, just go read the book. I guess I can answer a question or two, but it doesn't feel like me. It feels like this other person, right. and it feels like it didn't really happen to me. And when you step, the more systems you step out of, and you look around, Patrick, it's like. Okay, I don't know what's happening here, but this is kind of like, well, is this for real? Are well, you for real? <laughs> well, you, you're on to it, girl, because it isn't you. You're in this different state of consciousness, and that's just yeah. the old state that you don't have to go back into if you want. Yeah. I mean, you can if you want, yeah. but good luck with that. No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm going back there. <laughs> I, I'm going to another level. I don't want to go backwards. So, yeah. And don't you love it in relationships? Well, I shouldn't say. It. Well, I will. Old, long ago, where people like to have the relationship with the person that you were yesterday or last week, rather than oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Rather than have a you know talk to you like you are now. Yes. It's the same idea. It's just a, you're just yes. a different person. Well, how about let's do oh, yeah. let's do it now. How about just right now? Oh, no, no. Well, you know, yeah. last year you said. 
I always say if you if you want to know how much work you've done on yourself and right. did that work stick, go hang out with your family because they know how to push <laughs> your buttons like better than anyone. They know all the times you looked like an idiot, all the times you were embarrassed, all the times you were like, you know, she's too big for her britches, as we say here in the South or or, you know, whatever. They know all the things that like get under your skin. So <laughs> go hang out with your family. And I always call the holidays family season. So, you know, go spend some time with your family around the holidays, see what comes up and you'll know whether or not you still have like certain things handled or whether you need to keep on keeping on. <laughs> are you are you they just think I'm crazy, but they've always thought I was crazy, my family. Yeah, I'm crazy right? and that's okay. And that's okay. That's okay. And, and I don't even, it, I just, you know, okay, whatever. <laughs> as, as I like to say, I'm the good kind of crazy, so. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just got to get there. Just, you know, get there, get crazy. Um, if you like to yeah, be Yeah, family's really, family's really good at, um, at holding you in, in place. What, trying that to, place right? was. Yeah, trying yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, trying yeah. to. But after a while, you know, after you get to be 60, 70, 80 or so, they say, oh, well, I guess he, I guess he knows what he's doing. He's not dying. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm glad I didn't have to wait till my 60s or 70s. They kind of leave me alone now. <laughs> How many brothers and sisters do you have? I have three sisters. Oh. oh. Younger than you? Younger sisters? I'm, I'm one of the middle kids. Mm -hmm. I have two older sisters and one younger. Mm -hmm. yeah. do, they, do they ever ask you for uh, health advice? <laughs> Not usually. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Not sometimes they do, but um, you know, I, I think I think sometimes hearing what you need to hear to help you wherever you are in your life sometimes is easier heard from someone you don't know. Yeah. And it's it goes back to that dynamic of I know all your business and I know all the things. And while I try to meet you where you are, you aren't meeting me where I am. So it kind of changes the dynamic. But if, hey, Patrick walks in and says, hey, this thing, it doesn't matter that I just said it. You're the one who said, oh, did you hear this Patrick guy? He said this really he cool said thing. This and he, he's got a talk show and boy, I tell you, he knows what he's talking and about. And I say, yes, go listen to Patrick. <laughs> okay. So did you have other little roadblocks in your, or did you just get there just from the thyroid thing, knowing that you are the expert? Well, that was. The thyroid part was the um, first kind of stepping away from what's happening in medical world. You're a fast learner. Really, You're a fast learner. Really right? not getting results. Well, I mean, I had other things in my life. There, you know, there's the there's the whole idea of success and mm -hmm. how it's defined by you, how it's defined by everyone else, and how you're um, pushed in certain directions and whether or not that works for you. And a lot of what they they say that you need to do didn't really work for me. And I kept, I, I'm a curious questioner of all things life is kind of how I like to think about myself. And when, when, you know, there's a majority saying something, but you're seeing or having different results, then, you know, this is kind of how my personal philosophy has kind of evolved results matter so you can say it all day long but it's not happening to me so there's something you know wrong with this scenario and just keep asking those questions so there were a lot of things along the way that you know just moving through life as a young adult as a as a teenager as a kid like always having these questions 
that people can't really seem to answer, but they keep telling you the thing that doesn't work. And I just sort of developed this, I want to know why, and I want to know how, and I want to understand. But when the people who their whole job is to help you understand and navigate your life can't answer those questions, you're, you're, you start looking around going, okay, there, there's something to this and I have to keep digging and I have to keep exploring. Yeah. And that's kind of how I got there. So the, the majority of the book sort of um, highlights the health journey, the wellness journey from the health aspect. Um, but it, it's really a culmination of understanding that your results matter. And um, if you aren't getting the results that you want, then you kind of have to make a change. Yeah. And that change may be, um, I mean, it could be anything, anything you know, depending right? on the situation. It right. could be anything. So, so the origin story is the medical journey. Cancer is that big word that people like to um, dig in their um, heels on on what it is, how you deal with it, what's allowed, what you can do. And I'm here to say you can do whatever you want to do because, Patrick, you, you are the expert. Are the expert. Yeah. You ultimately know. And that's what happened when that the first thing that doctor wanted to do after I was told this was, you know, you need to have a surgery. You need to have all your parts removed. You need to do this. You, and I thought, wait a minute, that's the first thing we're, we're going to take wait, Oh, you mean after out? you were diagnosed in quotes, with cancer, they wanted you to go in and start yes. removing parts? Yes. Oh, good. And and that was the very first thing. <laughs> oh, and, and my whole thing is, well, no, that's not. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. Go. No, I like my parts. <laughs> I don't know. Whoa. I, I'm telling you, I'm laughing the whole time, and, and I'm glad we're laughing about this because it's just so absurd. That the, <laughs> the, the, I mean, I'm sitting there, I'm terrified, you know, the... Um, how I got how this happened I got a phone call from the doctor's office one evening and it was the nurse explaining to me you have to come back in and I'm like why do I have to come back in you have to come back in she kept saying this and she kept saying this but she would never explain what she was saying in it and mm -hmm. I said I'm not going anywhere until you let me know what is happening and she said well we need to talk to you about your your results from this test and I said, okay, let's talk about it. And she said, I can't talk to you about this. I said, you're the one calling me. So <laughs> what? what is it? You're hardcore, I, girl. I, need, I love you. That's great stuff. Man. <laughs> what is it that I need to know? And it was just, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging, I'm like holding this phone and I'm thinking, this makes no sense. What is happening here? Hmm. So she still would never say it. And then finally it hits me. Oh, I have cancer and she's not allowed to tell me I have cancer because she's not a doctor. I, she's not the doctor. Right. And I thought, okay. And so I say these words to her, is this why you're calling me? And it was crickets. She didn't say anything. And I said, okay, so tell me what I need to do. And she said, you know, we want you to come in. Here's the appointment, the whole deal. I hang up the phone. I proceed to get very, very drunk and ugly cry for so many hours that when my husband gets home from work, he can't figure out what's wrong with me. And I remember he's sitting in the chair and he's like, what is going on? <laughs> and I couldn't say the words because at this point I'd had a complete and total meltdown. So thankfully after that, everything um, moved in an upward trajectory and um things changed but yeah you know you you go to these offices and you're terrified 
And I, I was terrified. Sure. I call it the cancer scare because mm-hmm. they scared me the entire time. And that was the first thing, you know, well, you need to have a hysterectomy. You need to do this. And I thought that's the first thing. And um, I asked her several questions around that. And then she started backpedaling. Oh, well, maybe we should think of something else. Maybe we should do something else first. And I said, okay. I'm going to think about this and I'll get back to you. And I just didn't get back you to never, her. You never went back. I never went back. I, I didn't talk to them anymore. I didn't. They sent me certified mail. They tried for a year to get me to come back into their office really? or tell them. Wow. Tell them who I was seeing because I absolutely had to have a medical um, doctor overseeing my care, you know, and I just Man, these, did my own thing. He's got, these people have control issues, don't they? They really <laughs> wow i had no idea they, they dealt with it like that so did you any how did you deal with that mentally emotionally did you think you had something that you needed to fix or how did you proceed from there a lot of undoing and um hmm. you know if you if you want to get on board with the idea of cancer and using that word then yeah. okay and i think at that point <laughs> okay. in time I, I i think at that point in time cancer was a thing for me mm-hmm. um but i also had had done so much um research and and work and um i'd already you know had an experience with a doctor where you you prove that you don't have this thing prove as as best you can and under the circumstances that you don't have this thing that they're saying you have so i had already kind of been through this process i was already hanging out on the fringe um with interesting podcasts and finding people and mm-hmm. and and hearing alternative stories to things that i didn't think applied to me and then i get this diagnosis and now i'm thinking oh well i should go back and check some of these things out what are these people doing what are they saying and i that's what i did i kind of dug in on that a little bit more and um my husband thankfully was already on board with some of the things that i kind of went through and it the the night i had the um ugly crying and and drunk night that um he said to me he said you know we already know the answer to this there is a root cause for everything and you've just forgotten that right now and he said um we can get to the root cause of this it doesn't matter that they're calling it cancer and that's what we're going to do and i said well how will i know how how will i know if i'm not going to do what this person says i'm not going to follow their testing i'm not going to do all these things i said how am i going to know and he said you're going to get better not worse wow and i thought okay okay (laughs) i like that (laughs) i should have already known this right (laughs) so and that's what we did i I trusted him more than i trusted that doctor so wow wow Man, you guys lucky you found each other you know it's like whoa you're gonna get well yeah yeah there's just no <laughs> you know in my opinion my experience there's just no other way to deal with anything that's supposedly going wrong in my body theoretically a little pain or this or that is well I'm going to get well. It's it'll it'll balance itself out. That's just what I. That's the way I talk to myself. I just don't know any other way. Why would you say, well, there's a problem. I got to fix it. Well, then then you've got a problem, right? 
and then uh, don't trouble trouble till yeah, trouble trouble right? Like, it's like then you got a problem, and then you got to figure out how to fix this problem that just that you just created. Well, I think because of of my mindset at the time, ca- cancer was a thing. Sure, it, it was a yeah. thing for me, right? But the the peeling back the layers and the undoing of um, the thoughts around it, around stepping out, not answering their calls, their letters, um, not doing what other people want you to do. And on that note, Patrick, I didn't tell a soul. My husband and I were the only people that knew about this diagnosis until just a few years ago. And um, I I really had to um, do some work around, you know, if, if this is a thing, then it, it's happening one way for some people. It's happening another way for other people. Some people are doing something and they're not doing this other thing. You know, there, there's sure. all these options around all what's happening and there's all yeah. these different places that you could go. But um, I, ne- I don't, even when I was really scared, I don't think I, um, well, once I got over being really scared that first night, I did have some times where, you know, the fear creeps in. But ultimately, I was like, I'm not doing this and this is not going to be the thing for me. So I'm going to find out what this is. Mm-hmm. And and now, if you want to call it cancer, I, I think that. I think that your your body is always working to keep you alive, I right? So, yes. And you're, what you're doing outside of that is either um, helping that, supporting that, or it's moving you in the opposite direction. And so I put all my effort and energy into to that health is my natural state. And everything my body's doing is either trying to bring me back into that state or help me survive until I can make some other change that needs to be made. Yeah. And Brilliant. so now for me... For me, cancer is just this thing that happens because your mind, body, and spirit have sort of, I'm going to say, like, um, walled off something you can't deal with. Maybe it's a toxin. It's a poison. It's an emotion. It, it could be a whatever trauma. word you want. Yeah, yeah, whatever word you want to put on it. Your body said, whoa, if we deal with this right now, things are going to go south, and that's not our job. How can we you know, get this person into a place where um, they can survive, number one, ultimate goal, survive, and then survive where you are in a good place versus a negative place. And um, that's what I dug my heels in on. And that is, um, I think, why I'm still here. Hmm. Otherwise, I would have poisoned myself until I died. And how long ago was this dark night of the soul, your drunken experience? How long ago was that? (laughs) Uh, That night, uh, let's see, that was about 10, 12 years ago. Wow. Really? That long ago? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And... So that's how you got into your whole field now. Once you go through all this and you figured out that you are the expert, then now you help people to know that. Right. I, I've been in wellness world doing something for almost 20 years. Huh. So I, I started out as a yoga teacher and um, I've kind of built upon that. The way I teach yoga has changed. I've 
done some of the um, coaching aspects. You know, it's it's changed a little bit. So, um, and and it's real easy to tell the story, and you know, you're missing out on all the little, you know the days of symptoms and the days of things. And, you know, there's all that little stuff that happens along the way that kind of builds and adds to all this. But the, the, um, so what I do now is kind of the culmination of that. I like to say the universe has conspired to put all of these experiences and situations together and, um, the universe made me do it. And now you have the book. You are the expert. As Flip Wilson, you say the devil made me do it. That's right. (laughs) The universe. Well, yeah. I, I don't you think we we go through these experiences because uh, we we need to learn stuff so we can then help others. I mean, absolutely. Pretty much the way it works, isn't it? Isn't it fun? Yeah, I, I'm I'm having a good time. I know you. I can tell. Stay right there, okay? We'll do a little break. Right. Right. Leslie Gilbert, you are the expert. Yeah, get this book here because then you know, then you'll know you're the expert too, and then you don't have to go to the doctor anymore. Um, one of the things that we do a lot is um, uh, do a sauna and do it most every day, well, every day. And we have a really nice sauna. It's called the Relax Far Infrared Sauna. And um, it, you sit in, here's a little picture of it. You sit in this puppy and your head is out and you, so you have a cool head. And um, so um, well, it's not good to heat up your brains and, and you'll sweat and, and uh, do all kinds of really fun things. You'll like it. I think you'll enjoy having one of these in your home. They set up very easily, quickly. It takes about five minutes to set them up. I know, it's, a, it's just brilliant, the design. They have two of these uh, far infrared units in the corner, the front two corners. And you can put your feet on them or you can um, put your feet somewhere else and uh, they have a chair with a, put a towel on it and you just sit in there and as this person said, uh, is doing, you can actually put your hands out there and read if you want. Or just talk to God. That's what I like to do is talk to God. Say, hello, God. What's going on? And I do that for 30 minutes and then go into a cold shower. And whoa, really fun. By the way, we've, we're going to talk to a lady who's really out of uh, um, Denmark. as soon really in a cold shower. So uh, we're going to do that. Anyway, so here's a little bit about this song more. And this is from a, an, a dear friend of ours who is... Uh, out into the ethers. Previously, Dr. Hal Huggins on detoxing mercury. You do not have to get all the mercury out of the body. That's not what the problem is. It's the direction it's going. If you have more going out than you have coming in, then you're going to have a good chemistry. You're going to feel good. But if you have more going in to the body than going out, chemistries look bad and you feel bad. If you had to name just a few things on the top of your list to help get mercury out, whether they be supplements or foods, give us your top five off the top of your head. Best thing would be the infrared sauna. The thing is detoxification is easy. Anybody can release a lot of mercury, but if you're using a sauna or especially the infrared sauna, then you are eliminating the mercury through the skin and you are bypassing liver and kidney so that's a very good way to go it certainly is a good way to go that was dr hal huggins and uh, i got introduced to him through my dentist Stuart nunley who i saw yesterday i had a little thing going on with a crown that chipped it and he just fixed it up and he's a really wonderful guy and dr nunley um 
at one time was doing a lot of mercury fillings years and years ago. He was diagnosed with ALS and he couldn't even walk. And through the grace of God, he met Stuart, he met Dr. Huggins and uh, he started doing vitamin C IVs and uh, saunas every day. And you should, Dr. Nunley now is like, is like very, very strong guy. And he burned through that whole ALS thing, just getting the mercury out. So um, these are really cool. And it's a nice, they've also measured, so interesting, they've measured where you can uh, take a, a urine sample before the sauna and you see so much come out, whatever. You know, we have little goobies running around and, you know, whatever, lead or mercury or, you know, we just get it in the air and stuff. It all comes out. And uh, they've measured in in the urine and then given a an adjuvant uh, thing to kind of push more uh, metals out. There's a little, uh, pharmace- not pharmaceuticals, but uh, nutraceuticals you can take. And then there's actually more uh, toxins that come out after you're in the sauna. So this is really a cool way to go because you're um, um, getting things out through your kidney and I suspect uh, when you poop too, more stuff comes out. But uh, um, you know, I've never seen any studies on those. Only on the, uh, um, you know, on the urine. So if you'd like to get one of these guys, just email me, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com, and we give you the the best price ever, and that is uh, one thousand two hundred ninety-five dollars. I think they they go for about. 14, 1500 through the distributor and they allow me to sell it for $12.95 um, if I don't put it in print. So we just talk about it. Cool. Just email me, Patrick, OneRadioNetwork.com. We'll hook you up. We ship them all over the world, everywhere. The only place we haven't been able to ship is Germany for some reason. I think Andrew, uh, Andrea Merkel just woke up and had a bad hair day and she passed a law or something. I don't know. Um, uh, this is on sale coming up right now, the Elk Velvet Antler. Before I start my work day, I like to get my workout in. It makes me much more effective throughout the rest of the day. Now, one of my favorite supplements to use in conjunction with my training is Sir Thrival's Elk Antler. These are sustainably and humanely harvested from U.S. free-range animals. Now, what's interesting about elk deer, moose, all these animals we call the cervids. So they're the only mammals who have an organ that actually falls off and regenerates every year. These elk antlers grow out in just a matter of a couple of months. In order to grow like that, they need growth factors, steroidal compounds that cause that rapid growth. Those can actually be harvested, freeze-dried, and put into solution that you can actually utilize in your own body. Now there's been a back and forth history with this being banned for doping in professional athletics. Currently, it is legal, except that it is really rich in IGF-1, which is a banned substance. Now, of course, this is a natural substance. This is not a steroid. But when you look at natural substances, you won't find anything more powerful than elk antler for recovery, for lean muscle growth and maintenance, for metabolic enhancement, and for recovery after injuries and surgery. This is incredible stuff. If you're looking for a natural supplement that boosts your metabolism, helps you grow lean body mass, burns fat, increases libido and energy levels, and helps your body regenerate from your workouts or from injuries or surgeries, take a look at Sir Thrival's Elk Antler. 
there's a lot of a lot of good things. It's a great and it's a real food. It's actually uh, elk velvet that comes off of the big antlers that these guys grow um, every year and then falls off. Can you imagine they they fall off and then they grow them every year? Like it's like growing a new arm or something. So they got a lot of cool growth factors and met- metabolism and uh, libido stuff. But it's cool and it's on sale right now. Uh, use promo code growth. Oh, good growth. And uh, you get 15% off, I think, for two more days through the 19th. Yeah. Uh, on any survival link on oneradionetwork.com. Use promo code GROWTH on oneradionetwork.com. Any survival link. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is oneradionetwork.com. Leslie Gilbert is with us. Her book is called You Are the Expert. You know, many of us have dabbled in yoga over the years, right? Just whatever. We started early on just because that's where all the cute girls were, so we went to yoga class, you know. I mean, come on. And so, <laughs> why not, right? Why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've, I've done it a lot over the years, but, you know, the last couple of years, Leslie, I think you'll appreciate it. I, I, I just go on the mat and just start stretching any place that needs attention, you know? And I'm thoroughly convinced that what the yoga teachers used to say, that the issues are in your tissues. I mean, this stuff is in the body, isn't it? Because you can talk about that. I mean, that's your experience too. I said, you're nodding your head, yeah? It's in there. It's in there. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting, um, for for me, yoga has always been sort of a, a moving meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're talking about getting up and, and stretching and, and I like to think of it as moving everything you got in every direction you can. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you are getting into parts of your body that you don't get into in everyday life. Yeah. So, you know, yoga poses aren't things that you, these postures aren't things you just walk around and all of a sudden you're <laughs> in a pose and you're, right. you know, so, and there's a lot of things that happen in yoga around, um, your hips everything's very hip centric in in yoga and a lot of emotions are stuck in the hips a lot of, of trauma and and pretty much it, it's it, it, it's it's not fun like you don't want to see people cry but it's always fun when people have that emotional release for me as a teacher because you know when they come to class and somebody's you know burst into tears and they're crying mm-hmm. that moving that energy is going to serve them so much better than just powering through a class and having horrible thoughts the whole time they're there that really getting that energy out through that moving of the body is really going to um give you a, a level up on integrating that um your mind body and spirit yeah. you've got to get those issues out of your tissues for sure and isn't it wonderful how we somehow karmically or genetically or whatever a god thing that that the soul mind body thing even though they're separate is one so when we you know say i've got cancer that energy is in the body and if you keep it long enough it'll produce something that's they can look at it and slide and say, Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. If you adopt the if you adopt the label, you adopt the condition and it's there. It's it's yours. 
you get to keep it forever if you want. <laughs> so when when you're saying I have cancer, you're you're locking it in place mm-hmm. in your mind, body, and spirit for yeah. sure. Same way with uh, all my thyroid's low. Okay. Yeah. 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 Or I had horrible parents. I, I'm a victim <laughs> of my bad parenting, or parents. <laughs> or any other label th- that you want to assign to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Any diagnosis, any condition, any. I have terrible luck. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- whatever the the situation is, you're you're locking it. You're you're changing your vibe. You're changing your energy. You are um, putting yourself in a state to resonate with that thing, whatever it is, and it's locked in until you change your mind. Until you change. So I, so I suspect then all these little things when we were kids or whatever, guilt, fear, uh, angst, worry. They kind of they must just build up in the body over the years, right? And then, then you could pop I as think, a disease. So. That's what it feels like, doesn't it? Leslie, it feels like. I I think that yes is the answer to that. I also think that there is a um, mindset around all of that. That if you, if you are feeling fear as a kid, then fear becomes the software that mm-hmm. you filter your life through. Mm-hmm. And if you're making decisions when you're scared, you're likely making decisions that are gonna take you down a road you really don't wanna travel and mm-hmm. probably land you in a place with a lot more um, things to deal with along the way. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting you said about the uh, the hips where if you get on a mat and just start stretching and feeling where it's tight, it, that feeling is almost uh, um, familiar where you say, oh yeah, yeah, I know that. I know that spot, but I suspect that we go through our days not going to that spot just because it it hurts, right? And we can we can do our whole life without going to that spot until you we absolutely <laughs> can. Yeah, it's like yeah. we get good at it, right? Set a certain way. You get really good. Yeah, yeah, you get good. You can avoid it. You can avoid anything as long as you mm. want to. Mm-hmm. But I think I think there's a point where you know, it, it's, it's, it's like they, I, I forget how the saying goes, but something about if everybody you meet is a jerk, maybe you're the jerk or something <laughs> like that. It's kind of like if, if you're continuously um, having a negative experience, then you, you have to consider your role in that experience. And if you choose not to, then you, you're choosing a, a very specific kind of life and it's going to be filled with things that aren't fun and you aren't enjoying very much. Hmm. So could this could be a, a a kind of a universal argument for the idea of of moving into the pain or moving into fear or moving into uncomfortable things rather than avoiding them. Yes. You think? I know. Make, you know. make friends with your discomfort. Make make friends with the mm. the thing that you're avoiding. Your this is the a huge portion of the book is um, um, you you are the expert of your life, but you are one hundred percent responsible for it. Hundred percent. And yeah. and it doesn't matter what kind of parents you had. It doesn't matter what your life experience was. I, I'm going to say it doesn't matter what your trauma is, but not in a uh, insensitive sort of way, but in a you have to deal with the experience you experiences you have, um, and if you push all of that down, 
then, you know, um, I think you've had Robert Young on your show before, but Robert Young has a um, part of um, his work talks about your thoughts being the most toxic thing. If your your negative thoughts, I should say, are are the one of the well the top most toxic thing that you know think we talk about poisons a lot and different toxins mm-hmm. in your environment and all of that, but that you're you think about your thought negative thoughts as poison, and if you if you think if you're if your self talk and that voice in your head is always um, speaking negativity, the, the negative things that's always coming out of that voice, well, that voice is there 24-7. That's way worse than, you know, eating the non-organic whatever. Right. Y- you know, that voice is there all the time versus maybe I ate some food that wasn't the highest quality. That's that's a different sort of toxin level. And the... Um, energy it takes to hold that negativity in place is really, really detrimental to your whole being. Yeah, yeah. You know, over the years, I've just got to the point where I just do my self-talk all the time, and so there's no room for any, my, my, little, my mind to come in and say, you can't do that. You know, I just, I talk myself through everything. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> I, I just do. Yeah. I just that makes sense. You know, I just talk myself through it all because why, why even deal with the mind of presenting all this this nonsense, and it's not going to stop. You know, right? Pretty much. Well, and and I'm curious if you if you oh. think about your life, Patrick, and you look back and you think about at what point did that happen for you? Like, how much stuff can you like? I'm not asking you necessarily no, no, tell me all your I, stuff. That's not what you. I mean. No. But like, but like, how long did you finally go? Well, you know, I don't have to do this. I can I can tell most of my life. Most of my life, you know, I spent a lot of time observing my thoughts from the yogic method. You know, meditation, uh, observing thoughts. And I thought I was doing something valuable, but it's a mess because it—they don't stop. And you know, I, you know, I, I just, I just got tired of the pain of it. You know, I just had yeah. to—I just went deep and deep and figured out who I am as soul, and I'm in charge, and I—it's my party, and I can cry if I want to. And uh, so I just—I just think my way through the whole thing. Uh, and now I just laugh at the mind. Sometimes you're washing dishes and you're just in the now, and the mind will say something really bizarre, and I just laugh and say, sure, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what yeah, I'm saying? exactly. I like to just exactly. crowd it out is what I do. You know, How do you yeah. deal with it? How do, what is your model? Well, um, yeah, you kind of have to um, overpower it in mm-hmm. some way, I yeah. guess maybe is the best yeah, thing. Yeah, that's a nice I, thing. I'm, I'm sort of an information person. I like to have as much information as possible. And then um, a, a lot of things around fear is like reminding yourself, okay, this thing that you're so afraid of, is there is there evidence that, that points to the opposite? Is this really true? So you're just doing you critical kind of, thinking to yourself, which is, which yeah, is, which is yeah. very powerful. It's, it's, yeah, very powerful. Very, very practical sort of common sense. Okay, seriously, uh-huh. are you the worst person? <laughs> no, Leslie, we've got plenty of examples of how you're not the worst person. Like, you, you know what, I'm using that as like no, a it's very good. kind of it's, minor it's, example, but it's you know, brilliant. You, yeah. it, and it's hard to, um, it takes some practice. And I, I noticed too that there's some there there's some um, it, it, if you're 
not eating really good foods, if you're not sleeping well, that there's a lot of things, if you're not getting any exercise, that uh, that voice gets stronger. Sure. And getting it to go away is different. It, it takes a little more effort and a little more practice. And I don't get it right. I mean, I still have days where I'm, I'm thinking, oh, I just realized I said a whole lot of things to myself that I don't really want to be saying. That's, <laughs> I, I, I've learned to shift it. It's a pattern interrupt. Right. That it, so, when as soon as I recognize I'm going down a track I don't want to go down, I think, okay, whoa, let's back up. Yeah, and let's, then let's, and then it doesn't exist because you're in a new state of consciousness, so yeah. you don't even have to worry about that. You know, I get a lot of people. I like do coaching that. too, and I get a lot of people who say, "Well, how do I get rid of that thought, or how do I get rid of that, Patrick?" You know, and I don't, I don't think there's a way to get rid of it. You just don't go there anymore. You just don't go there. And then when you do, I, then you just change. You don't go there until it, I, you know, just wears I itself out. There are some things that, that do go away, though. Oh, they I, do. I think over time, oh, they do. for sure, sure. Oh, yeah. you know, things that you were afraid of when you were 25, um, I'm sure now that you're in your age group, you're like, you know, I know for me, I'm in my late 40s, and I'm a totally different person than my 20s in some ways, and thank God for that, right? Like, but... Uh, Parts of it goes away. Parts of the, the the fear go away. There's there's maybe some fear that's always there, depending on what your your life experience is at that time. But I do think there are things that go away, especially the more you prove to yourself that the thing you're afraid of is not really a thing. Right. Once it's not a thing, it's gone. Yeah. Once so. once the energy lessens, it just goes away. You know. I, yeah. I, I shouldn't have said it. Done never goes away. But you know, the mind, as you know, is just a computer. It's just software. You know, so what does it know? I mean, it's like Windows yeah. 10, you know. Does it Windows 10 know anything except for a yeah. relational database? You know, that's all it is, just a relational database. And if you can think about it like that and you can look back on your life and you can look back at your, um, if you think about your parents. So I, I like to talk about this. Um, parents are people and people aren't perfect. Um, as children, we don't think about our parents as people. We, we think about them as parents and mm -hmm. how they are in that role, but that they have entire lives that have nothing to do with that, that role um, that you know them in. And um, going through that whole um, software idea of what you're carrying around and, and when you received that, is it really you and is it really yours? And that's a hard one for people yeah. because, um, you know, when you look, it, it's, I have, I've had a lot of time that I've spent thinking about my parents. And when I think about things I remember from, from being a kid, and then I think about, oh my gosh, what must my parents have been thinking about dealing with going through, or when this thing happens, like, you know, were they just panicking on the inside? Were they, you know, you really start to think, what is their experience? And then if you can soften to your own experience. So most of us have some good things and some bad things about our parents. Some people have more in one column than the other. But let's assume it was relatively normal and not any major huge you know, trauma type thing. If you can soften to the idea that your, your parents are people and people aren't perfect. And think about what your parents were going through at, at different times, and then thinking about how that's showing up maybe mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. 
So if you're carrying around certain things, was it really mom having a bad day and your kid brain just took something she said and you just turned it into your whole identity? Like, you know, nine-year-old Leslie's like, oh my God, I'm terrible at this thing. I can never do this thing or, you know, whatever. Whatever the case is, whatever the situation is, you really start to um, shift a bit and, and you say, well, is that true? Am I this thing? Can I change it? And the answer is always yes, 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 yes yes, you can change it, whatever it is that's not working for you. Yeah, good good stuff with uh, uh, Leslie Gilbert. Her book is called You Are the Expert. Um, we have a monthly guest, Dr. Richard Massey, and he was talking yesterday about the idea. He does a lot of recall healing work, and they look at uh, stuff with love the parents. Love Richard Massey. He has a great laugh. I love to hear he, him on your show. He's, a tri- he's just a trip. Yes. He, he's just so, and he keeps you know growing and changing. And he was just talking about lying in bed, and imagining your mom and dad went about uh, between between your birth and one year, and uh, you're in bed, and you're just telling them how much you love them, and you you're really thank thankful to them, and you know they're doing the best they can, and they're doing, and it's really interesting, isn't it? Very powerful just yeah. to do that. It's yeah. you just change the past, you know. You just oh yeah, and I I remember actually. First, I don't even remember the first person I heard talking about, you know, you can go back and, and change the past event and, and it's exact, exactly what you're talking about. And I never really quite understood that because, you know, my my um, practical brain is over here like, I'm just going to have a conversation with myself talking about, hey, mom, dad, when this thing happens, like, no, I, you know, I couldn't quite wrap my brain around that. And um, my dad passed away um Oh gosh, close—a I mean, little over a decade now. Hmm. But when my dad died, there was a um, woman that I knew. She was actually one of my private yoga students, but she had gone to school with my parents. And you—you you know how when when people pass away, you you get the flowers, you get the visits, you get the phone calls, you get the letters. And she wrote a letter to me, and she told me uh, some memories of my dad, the whole deal. But then she also said that um, whatever part my dad had in raising me and the kind of person I was and, and you know, that that sort of compliment in into my character. And it was really interesting moment because my dad um, was not a happy person. And there were a lot of issues in my parents' marriage. There was a lot of um, trouble as my family experienced around that. And um, I just remember thinking, how cool is it that I'm I'm who I am because he was that person. And it doesn't matter that it wasn't that he was the absolute best at everything. Hmm. Sometimes people at their worst teach you the most and give you the the best parts of yourself. Yeah. So having that moment of of loss, but also having that moment of um, this person, um, you know, your parents are people and people aren't perfect, hmm. but that imperfection just, you know, made this person a huge fan of mine. Like, how awesome is that? Like. You know, you are who you are because of your experiences and the people there. So realizing your your parents um, are having their own experience while you're having yours is is really sort of fun to play oh, with. Fun. Dr. Massey mentioned something uh, yesterday that 
ties right into what you said a, a, a bit ago about just talking through something rather than observing it and saying, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he said the Sufis and um, I, I think it was Rumi, uh, they had these three levels of uh, how to how to find God. And the first one is prayer. And then the second one is uh, meditation. And the third one, the most direct and um, useful, is conversation. Isn't that interesting? I love it. Conversation, like you were doing, where you you just dance with yourself. Well, what about this? Is this true? Well, let me see if that's true. That's conversation, right? Rather than meditation where you have this thought that you don't like and you want to see if you can get rid of it or change it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just not as powerful as conversation. Uh, in my spiritual practice, we call it contemplation, and yeah. it's con- and you p- contemplate life with you and God, and you just talk. Well, I don't know. Yeah, your your relationship to all things. Yeah, exactly. And say, well, does that yeah. affect me? And how does it how does it come in? And do I go to it? Does it come to me? Really fun stuff. Very Maybe powerful. I thought it was a bad way, but really, it's a good thing. It, it like, could be awesome. A, yeah, it could be yeah. a good thing. Or maybe anything. my maybe my perspective's off a little bit, and it's really this cool thing instead yeah. of this thing I always viewed as negative. Like my my parents' troubled relationship felt like a negative, but really, but you it just made talked me your way through it, right? You, you had a conversation. Yeah, it totally yeah. made me in some ways. So very that's, powerful. Right. Yeah, it's very awesome to come to that realization um about your life and it really does soften you to so much it's 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 hard to be mad at the world when you just go oh (laughs) my my poor mom and dad oh they were just doing the best they could do and (laughs) i love them that's great you know yeah really very powerful. And you know, parents out there, you're screwing it up. So just don't worry about it. Oh. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying don't don't attempt to be a good parent. I'm saying kid brains are going to take things that that you're thinking of one way, and kid brains are going to turn it into something else. And and the, your kids are going to say things to you later that you're you're like I don't even remember that. But that's that defining moment for them. It's the thing that stuck in their head, and you have no memory of it. Mm. It, it's just, you, you know, we're all doing the best we can. <laughs> Here's an email from Rima. She's in Seattle. Good luck with that, Rima. Rima's in Seattle, <laughs> where it rains a lot, and other things. Um, she said, Patrick's been talking about stretching for the last couple of years. I, ha- I do talk, I talk about it. I think it's so powerful. But can we do that? Like, you know, just get and stretch? Or do we, uh, are we better off doing some kind of formal yoga class? And Move it. Just move it, huh? How, however you want to move it, just move it. That's what I say. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you want to get formal, get formal. But remember when you walk into that yoga class that even in yoga class, you are the expert. And if you land yourself in one of those militant classes where <laughs> everything has to be directly in a particular place, mm. just remember you can say no and you can walk away and move everything you got in every direction you can and keep on keeping on. Mm. So moving it is the deal, right? Moving. Move it. Oh. Yes. I guess one thing you could take away would be to breathe is good. So you don't, you know, yes. just to breathe. And as long as you're breathing, you won't hurt yourself. Right? Yeah, breathing in through the nose, out through the nose. Yes. I've done some things on my neck in the last 
couple of years that I didn't even have, it wasn't even possible. I mean, holy cow. Yeah, I've heard you talk about the stretching. So it's like, I whoa, it. man. Have you ever really worked your neck? You probably have being a yoga guy. I mean, you can take your neck to nowhere where no man has gone before. Uh, I, and as long as I breathe and do it, move it into it, doesn't doesn't feel like I'm going to hurt myself. You know, it just doesn't. Yeah. It just doesn't. Wow. And you know, you, you know, know when you're right. heading in a direction that you don't need to go. Right. And if you if you kind of subscribe to that no pain, no gain, then you're going to get some things that you don't want. So you definitely want to be relaxed and mindful of yes, definitely breathing. Um, let the let the inhales. Um, create a little space, let your exhales move you right into that space is a really good way to think about that. Yeah, yeah. I liked it what you said where you really know if you're going too far with something at the, at the moment, you know. Hmm. And usually it's your ego competing with somebody. It's either if you're in yoga, it's the person on the mat next to you. If you're in the <laughs> gym, it's the person lifting heavier weights than you. Like, you know when you're doing it, just, just chill, just, you know challenge but don't you know don't you know there's a line you know this is your it, it's that whole um i'm gonna start working out and i'm going to the gym today and you see your friend over there and you're like oh i i can't be holding these three pound weights my friends you know lifting 50 and you just first day in the gym pick up 50 stop <laughs> you, you know you know nobody needs to tell you you don't need to do that you know mm -hmm. I've been doing this X3 exercise. I don't know if you heard me talk about it, but it's really cool with these uh, latex bands and really interesting yeah. and actually building some muscles. But it's so funny too how uh, the little mind will just want to tell you, well, I can just do that tomorrow. And you know, and, and I just say, no, well, here's what we're going to do. Now we're going to go and do this thing, Patrick. You're going to like it. It'll be fun. That's how I do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that's all procrastination is, right? We just buy into some thought that uh, it just floats through there, you know. I don't know where it comes from. Probably the Russians, you know. It's probably the Russians. Why not? <laughs> you, can you can grab on to any of those thoughts. <laughs> those thoughts you want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, I have a, um, I have a private client that's a 10-year-old, and his favorite thing to do when he works with me is to distract me and try not to do what we're there to do. Oh. And I said, listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you the secret. If, if there is a secret at all, here's the secret, right? The secret <laughs> is no one wants to do it. We all have those days where you wake up and you go, yeah, I'm kind of cozy right here, and maybe I'll just not take that call today. Maybe I won't go teach a class, whatever, whatever your thing is. Right. Maybe I'm not going to work. Right. And you say, I don't want to do this, but you, you have to get up and do the thing. So every time you try to distract me, I'm going to add five minutes to class. <laughs> Good for you. And that works out. That, that gets them going. It totally works. I mean, that kid's like, okay, quiet, crickets, <laughs> let's get on with it. <laughs> oh, I, I write screenplays, you know, my second career, and uh, um, there, there are times when I just don't feel like writing, you know, but I, I can talk myself right back into that. Okay, well, what do you want to yeah. do then? What do you think will be more fun? Well, I don't know. I can't come up with anything, so I think I'll, <laughs> I think I'll work yeah. on it, you know? And you just can talk yourself well, back into it, right? It's just, 
Yeah, you can. You can totally talk yourself back into it. And I think too that there's also a balance in creative work sure. where if yeah. you're if you're hitting a wall and you're hitting a wall and you're hitting a wall, sometimes you can't talk yourself into it. And that is a great time to back away. Yeah, sometimes. But generally, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. But generally speaking, you know, most people are doing something in the day that they would rather not do if if they could <laughs> ultimately have everything that they wanted like perfect, right? right? You know, I'm not doing the laundry. I'm not washing the dishes. I'm going to hang out eating French fries and, you know, just enjoying some great music. Like, you know, you can't spend all your days that way. That's not how it works. Oh, you can if you want, but we don't recommend well, you can, it. but ultimately you're going to pay a consequence, right? You yeah. know, there is a consequence for every decision, so. Yeah, yeah. Here's an email from Chris. Does Leslie believe that the medical industry calls cancer, calls cancer, oh, sorry, I, I I can't read this. I have lights here. Let me see. See if I can get this right. Well, I'm just going to read it. I think he's got a little miss. Does Leslie believe that what the medical industry calls cancer, oh, okay, is a way of your body detoxing a toxic substance is the least vulnerable part for your body? For example, when they start cutting you open and removing things, is that why you hear stories of the cancer coming back because they're actually not treating the root of the problem. I think that cancer is something your body can't deal with. So if, you, if you're talking about toxins, then it's a toxin that your body could not get out in some way. So if it can't get out through one of your pathways of elimination, then it's going to be stored somewhere. And to me, that's cancer, as, as I understand it. Mm. it. It's something your body can't deal with. It doesn't just necessarily have to be a toxin. Um, it, it could be your emotions. It could be something else. There's some people, there's another idea that cancer are these cells that are trying to eat away damaged tissue that we created through toxins and stinking thinking. So it's, there are to clean things up. That's possible too. Right, and as I understand it, that's what's coming in to um, help deal with that. So like if you're calling cancer a tumor, for right, instance, right. That, that you're gonna find all sorts of bacteria um, and fungus and all of that in that particular area of the body. My understanding is that is there to clean up. Um, the the toxin, the thing that's stored right. there in that tumor. That, that's my understanding. Yeah, yeah. So so that when you do some of these protocols or treatments or um, you're taking things to inhibit certain things, you're kind of stopping that healing process. Right. That, you know, there's a, there's a, a large group of people in the world that say your body has cancer all the time and you Making deal with cells, it and it yeah. goes away mm -hmm. and you don't even know it. It's the only time you know you have cancer is when you go and have a test and they tell you you have it. Or if something has happened and you're having, you're, you're really, remember how we talked about health is your natural state mm -hmm. and you're either supporting that state or you're moving away from it. And so the, the, the more you're away from it, you are going to see an increase in symptoms. So yeah. in some instances, that is the cancer diagnosis. I think the the big issue, my opinion, is that they made it a thing. 
you know, and they made it a big thing. And it's a $3 trillion, I don't know, whatever, trillion dollar brand name. Yeah. It's huge. It's a big thing. They have monuments, cancer centers all over the world, cancer centers. They oh, yeah. made, made this god out of cancer. And, you know, then you build up yeah. all this stuff to deal with it. And they got to get rid of it because it's bad. It's just like, you know, terrorism. It's, or it, or, or it, the it, drug, of, you know, the war on drugs or the war on cancer, the war on poverty. It's just made well, up. Well, and it's creating a war against yourself of under, course, yeah. under, the, under the flag of cancer. But you could also go to war with yourself under the flag of autoimmune disease or allergies same or, thing. or any, any of these things. To me, they're all the same. Yeah. It, it's all the same thing. I mean, you, you, you can call it whatever you want, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, you're either supporting or not supporting health as your natural state. Yeah. We are the pain. I like to say we are the pain. So, you know, I would, you, know you, you get to the point where the pain is not separate from you, so it's got to be me creating the pain somehow, right? Just, yeah. And pain, pain is a message. What's yeah. the message? Maybe the pain is stop. That's the message, right? Maybe the, the message from your pain is you need to do more. You need to do less. Maybe you can do what you want to do. You can't do it under these circumstances. So what circumstances need to change? I, I don't think everything has to be this, like, you know, life or death. Oh, my gosh, this right. thing. Like, you know, I, 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 when I, as I moved through um, the early part of, of my own health and wellness journey, and I, I just... I remember thinking, Patrick, okay, so if, if all of these things are a thing, how in the world are we even still here as a species? Like, how? Like, I, this doesn't make any sense to me. So if, if you have any common sense and any practical, critical thinking skills at all, you should be looking around going, what is happening? This This doesn't things are not clicking in a way that make sense. You know, everything can't be a thing. If everything is a thing, nothing is a thing, right? If everything's offensive, nothing is offensive. If everything happening in your body is is your body trying to kill you, then you're going against nature. And if you're going against nature, you're not going to last very long. That's kind of no, I agree. How and, it goes. And, and I think, you know, we've, had a lot of the there is no virus people on the Lankas, Cowans, Kaufmans, Vollmer, you know them all, Baileys, and yeah, uh, and uh, we're going to do a screenplay about the this, and uh, and they've just made this germ a thing, and uh, boy, they're just running up the flagpole, and it, there's no evidence that it, it never existed, ever, no evidence, zero, not a thing, not a thing, it's just not a, not thing. a thing, wow, it's not part of my world at all, no, like it's just not. Isn't that crazy? It really isn't. They did this whole thing, it, 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 and it was just a thought. It was just a mental, mental. It was just an idea. It just well, let's do this. Let's just do this. No evidence. Well, and, no and okay, that's crazy enough. It's crazy <laughs> enough that somebody wanted to make that a thing. But what's crazier to me is that the number of people watching it in the world didn't say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The numbers like, don't work what? here, right? The numbers aren't working here, right? You know, um, I used to, I, I spent a good portion of my life in the legal field, and I worked uh. in in juvenile um, court 
Mm-hmm. And I also worked for DFACS. And I'm going to tell you something. When I was an investigator with DFACS, if you put D- a what? covering uh, excuse me. on a D- an investigator with DFACS here in Georgia, that's the Department of Family and Children's okay. Services. Sorry. Okay. So when I worked for DFACS, if you had taken um, a mask and put it on your healthy child and sent them to school, and you told that child you are not allowed to take this off your face for any reason except, you know, I guess to have your lunch or whatever but generally speaking this needs to be on your face the entire time you might probably would have ended up with a, a case with our office because you know telling healthy children to cover their face when nothing is wrong with them to help other people not be sick is kind of um not something that makes any sense if you spend a little time there yeah this whole thing in the last three years to me, it's just like so fascinating what happened, isn't it? Wasn't it a trip? I just yeah, saw an article crazy. today where China is claiming that 800 million people have COVID. Of course, there's no test that, that, that ever reasonably, it's all absurd. And 800 million people believe that they have something that doesn't exist. Is that dystopian or what? <laughs> is, that, is that crazy or what? I, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> that I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. I, I don't know. What do you say? You can't even you make that, that stuff up. Like, yeah, I can't you, argue you, with 800 million people and they're under the impression they have something that, I know. you know. Yeah. I don't know. Do you tell everybody you have a cold? How many 800 million people have a cold? Like, is that a thing you need to tell people? Like, I don't know. It just it feels ridiculous. And, and to your you know to what we were talking about before, Leslie, this idea that um, you know the issues are on our tissues, and you believe in cancer. Well, then you know you believe that there's something there that can get you, and something will, even though it's made up. Absolutely. Even though it's made up, boy, you'll get something. You know, you'll. The entire universe, everything (laughs) is going to align to give you and help you fulfill that prophecy. The prophecy that I am fill in the blank. Wow. So you can let you can let that prophecy, your self fulfilling prophecy, be awesome, or you can let it be (laughs) that I have cancer or I have I don't know. Cancer is what we're talking about because that's part of my story. But you can name the the it could be I have hypothyroidism, I have allergies, I have, you know, you keep saying that, um, you know, the, the words I speak become the house I live in, and your house will be filled with what filled with whatever that is that you keep telling yourself. Yeah. So, you know, did you, where, did you have you this idea live? most of your life? Or did it take your, your little roadblocks or little bumps in the road to help you to see this, your experience? What, what what are you saying? What are you asking? Whatever whatever you think is what you are, you know. <laughs> oh no, I, I think I had to learn that in the most absolutely hard way possible. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think some we all of, have right. Us, yeah, you all some have. of us are slow learners, Patrick. And I, I had to um I had to really um have that lesson pop up in my life a million times before I started going, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna do a quick little break here if you don't mind sticking around. Can you stick around a few more minutes? Oh, oh, you're fun to talk to. Thanks. Um, let's do this. And uh, this is a product that we've been promoting forever. I mean, it's probably been, been 10 years or so. Uh, sulfur, if you want to get some, here's a cool Stephanie Seneff. You know her. Dr. Stephanie Seneff, Senior Research Team, MIT, answers a question from one of our listeners. 
there were certain things that would help us to clear these things out and help the body to begin heal. I think sulfur. I think eating a great deal of sulfur-containing uh, foods and also soaking in Epsom salt baths because um, you need to beef up your sulfur supply in order to generally be able to fight, uh, to allow your liver to heal. So you're sort of, once your liver can heal, then you can detoxify, you know. So you really need to work on getting the liver healthy, and one of those crucial issues for that is the sulfur. Those enzymes are affected by all kinds of different toxic chemicals, and glyphosate prevents the body from disposing of those chemicals. Because of disrupting, glyphosate actually really disrupts the sulfur cycle in a big way. It interferes with sulfate transport. Of course, it doesn't allow the activation of vitamin D, and vitamin D protects you from sulfate flushing through the kidneys. Sulfur, sulfur, sulfur. We love it. Pure organic sulfur. Three prices, United States, Canada, and worldwide. Click and order 24-7 right here. OneRadioNetwork.com. One of our fave things ever is Pearl Sim, um, and this is uh, produced by Rulin Shu, and they're real pearls. Um, they're real pearls, and you brush your teeth with it. You can also take internally, and because they're a once-living source, it's probably the only form of a heavy calcium kind of supplement you want to take. Uh, we don't like uh, you know the supplement. Who knows what that calcium, where it ends up. A lot, of, a lot of people think it'll end up in your arteries, but uh, if you want to get a little more calcium in your bones, pearl has been used in Ayurvedic medicine and also in um, Chinese medicine for thousands of years. It's in a lot of beauty formulas. Uh, rumor has it that uh, uh, Cleopatra and that whole crowd used to do use pearl, um, but Elizabeth Taylor's not here anymore, so I can't ask her if that was true. But uh, anyway, you can brush your teeth with it. It's a powder. You can see the little green container. Then also get some capsules, and you can take it uh, for a little extra calcium. It will go into the little bones, uh, and uh, your teeth will love it. Uh, I haven't used toothpaste for, what, five years now? Pearlseum, it's a great product for your teeth. It's kind of a, a pearly, they're giving a kind of a pearly look rather than, uh, you know, a Hollywood white thing where the the dentist bleach it. You don't want to do that. Not a not a good not a good move. Not a good look. <laughs> um, so Pearlsium, it's it's on our website on OneRadioNetwork.com. Pearlsium, broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in Texas. This is OneRadioNetwork.com. Boy, we. Uh, you know, just uh, uh, thinking back you know, 15 years ago, we st- we really got into the whole dental stuff. And boy, you learn about root canals and some of those other things, and you talk about something you need to deal with and look at. We've been, oh man. Hmm. Yeah, very crazy. Cha- very challenging, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very challenging. Here's an email, um, I-N-D-R-A-K, what a great name. What does Leslie think of immune deficiency or has any, or she has any experience with this sort of diagnosis where the body doesn't produce antibodies or immune globulins? Globulins. I don't know what the question is. I'm sorry. Say that. So what, this, what's the, what's evidently the this, person, what, what? this person believes that they have immune deficiency where their body's not producing antibodies or immune globulins wants to know what you think about that 
I would say um, for me, the, the first question I would ask is, what are you doing in your life? What, what is your mindset like? Are you moving? What um, food are you eating? What are the external things? And as far as anything specific around that, I would have to say, I don't have an answer. Mm-hmm. And I think to your point early that, that on. It sounds like there needs to be some more information there. Yeah, I'm a little, That's yeah. okay. And, and what you said early on, I think is very beneficial with the testing thing. There are only a snapshot in time you could be having a bad hair day and do a blood test and they could come up with all kinds of things that could be different tomorrow just by the right. your state of consciousness, right? Very challenging. Very challenging. Yeah. yeah, this this yeah. whole testing thing. Yeah. I think the um I think the work of Bruce Lipton is really important when you start talking about labels and and a diagnosis and the body doing or undoing. And um, I'm actually going to read it to you. It's the um, I I put this quote in the first chapter, first part of the book here, and I love it because um, Bruce Lipton's work is um, very powerful. And it's also um, kind of some of the first stuff I came in contact with. So here's the quote. The moment you change your perception is the moment you rewrite the chemistry of your body. Yeah. So if the if the um, if someone's telling you your body is doing or not doing, then let's let's start. You know, that's why after all this time, I came to the conclusion that your mindset is the most important thing. Where's your mind? What's going on? Let's let's think about. First, are you even open to the possibility that whatever you're experiencing can be changed and that you have the power to do it? Yeah. Yeah, he does brilliant work. I mean, if, work you're, if you're not open to that, you are where you are, right? Yeah, you are where you are. And if you're not willing to change your your perception or a mindset, or I like to call our state of consciousness, and yeah. our state of consciousness uh, definitely is our experience in life and our body, right? Our body is just... Our, um, an expression of our state of consciousness, you know. Yeah. And it's interesting too, Patrick, a lot of people would get on board with the idea that anything is is possible, but I don't think most people really mean that. that yeah, you got to really get a, in there, right? There, really get a, in there's there. There's a yeah, there's a there's a limit on possibility in some ways. And 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 if you really think when I when I say the possibilities are are endless, it's it's endless like really if you can imagine it you can create it if you can think it you can have it if you you, however you want to word all of those things i I did some meditation um guided meditations i don't you know bob proctor Hmm. and he's like if you can if you can hold it in your mind you can hold it in your hand is one of the things he says in one of his meditations so you know get your mind right simplify and repeat so um if you if you you can get bogged down in any details of any diagnosis of any lab work of any aspect of, of pretty much anything negative going on in your life. And you have to decide, are you going to stay knee deep in the bog or are you going to start finding a way out? And the way out is um, open minds, open hearts so that you can receive what you need to receive from the universe, from God, from however you want to look at it so that you can heal yourself because 
you are doing the healing. Your body is doing it all the time. If you woke up today, you healed yesterday. If you're here today, your body dealt with something yesterday. It did its job. You're here. So get on board with that. Get on board. Yeah, I think you touched on a a very, um, I think, key idea where we all grew up with the Louise Hay days of, you know, of, of, um, what do you call them, affirmation. You can heal your life. uh, Affirmation. But to that point, though, I think that I never did very well with those things because I really didn't believe it. You know what I mean? I really yeah. didn't get in there and have that conversation with myself. Now, you do you really believe that anything's possible, Patrick? Really? I mean, how would that work? Could you? Can you do anything? What would stop you? And then really believe it. Then when you do, then you got. Then you're there, right? Rather than just saying it, right? Yeah, I, I think the affirmations. Um, it's a good idea. Kind of, it, it, it's a it's an interesting idea, but I think that when most people talk about affirmations, they forget the part that you got to put some feeling behind it. Yeah. <laughs> if, if there's no feeling behind it, you're just, saying words. you're just saying you words. You could be saying yeah. anything in any tone of you know. It's um it's how you say it. I am awesome. I am awesome. And believe that. I am awesome. I am awesome. (laughs) I'm a gift. I'm fantastic. Like, you know, you've really got to think about what you're saying and how you're saying it. And and for me, um, I had a really hard time with affirmations. I'm over here writing them on the sticky notes, looking at them every day. (laughs) We all had them all over our house, right? (laughs) Why isn't this happening for me? You know, it's like this affirmation thing sucks. It's not working at all. It's not working. Well, I think yeah. it's a difference. And Go ahead. how you word the affirmation is important too, right. because I've had this conversation with people that um, they say the thing they don't want. Like they, they, um, um, it's like I'm not claiming it. I'm not claiming this diagnosis. Well, there, the way that phrasing works is you just claimed your diagnosis, right? There's, there's nothing about what you're saying in that situation that is mm-hmm. is going to change anything. You're, right. yeah, you're just trying to run away from it. I see you over there, but I'm running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's only the difference between of just, uh, you know, saying I love you and really meaning it. I mean, that's yeah. that that's love. And the other thing is, I don't know what it is, you know. <laughs> and you know when you get it right, because you know when you've heard it, you feel and it, it means yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I love you. Yeah, yeah. okay. You know, you, you know when somebody's just saying it to be saying it, right? Are you, you, are you saying it because I said it? Yes, you know. You know when someone's doing that. <laughs> there was a great movie. What was that movie with, uh, oh, Ghost. Remember Ghost? Yeah. With, with what's-her-face, uh, um, Demi Moore. Demi, Demi Moore. And, and she would say, I love you, and he would say, ditto, right? Yeah. So he never yeah. would go there. You know, he just wouldn't go there. <laughs> Only Patrick Swayze can get away with ditto. <laughs> <laughs> but she put up with it. Then he finally did, didn't he, at the end? Yeah, to finally at the end. I, I think so. I can't remember <laughs> exactly how that played out, but, you know, she was talking to his ghost, so I'm not sure. <laughs> and I've heard people say, well, right back at you and all this stuff. Like, that yeah. means something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it means something for sure. <laughs> it means, like, I don't want to say I love you and mean it. That's what it means. Yeah. I, I'm holding you at a distance, and I'm not going to explain that. It's just, yeah, right back at you. Right back at you. So do you and your husband, do you guys do good together? You girls and boys, you guys do good? together we're good really yeah we're really good he's he's um probably in the back listening to flat earth videos and oh um, is he a flat earther i love your husband i love him tom 
Are you yeah. are you getting to be a flat earther too? I think um, I think that you know here here's what I'll say about flat earth. When when my husband started digging in on this topic, I was in the middle of writing a book, <sighs> and I looked at him and I said. Okay, well, first, I don't have the bandwidth to do any of this research and and think about this. But in the moment when I hear what you're saying, because he had listened, I'm not even sure who had listened to it at that point, but he was telling me something that came up in, in, in a, um, a video. And I, I said, why not? I, I get it. That makes sense. Like, if, if one thing's on the table, all the things are on the table. And it, and for me, it just sort of, um, yeah, I can get on board with that. Uh, I, I get it. Like, it makes sense. Like It really does. You know? I mean, it really, it really does. And Explains a lot. But um, I, I haven't done as much research as, of course, plenty of people out there, my husband included. I'm sure you have done a lot more. Well, you, we've but, interviewed a lot of people, and they're, they're fun yeah. and but I think that this just the idea of living in a world that is not what we think it is. You know, it's not yeah. spinning around the sun, and and then you can get deeper into it. Well, if it's not spinning right around the sun, so the sun is just really circling above us. Well, then is there really time? And time's an illusion, right? Because we're not we're not we're not spinning. We're just the sun is circling around us. And once you get over the time thing, well, then the whole aging thing starts to fall apart. And it's yeah. pretty fun. You know, you can go into some great, great spots. Yeah. If one thing's on the table, it's all on it's the all table. It's all there, so right? If you, could, if you can question all the systems, why why can't you question that one? And you can, and you should. You and think? you're going to yeah. find some interesting things as you do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're fun to talk to. I'm so glad uh, you found me or I found you or whatever. Um so your book is new, so are you, you're probably just ready to move to Cabo and you can become a millionaire on your book, right? Just kidding. No, that sounds great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, Everybody go buy a copy and help my dreams come true. That's right. right? Help, you, help your dreams come true. Huh? <laughs> it's called You Are You Are the Expert. So what's up with you like today? What do you do most, how do you, uh, most of your time now? And what? Well, today I am. I, I teach in person on Tuesdays, so oh. I'm. When I get done here with you, I'm going to grab some lunch and and get ready for class and um, answer some emails and um, do some more. I'm a one woman operation over here, so I'm going to be doing some more work around the book and social media and. I'm currently updating everything. So all the social media, all the, the website stuff, everything. So I'm just keep kinda, doing it. Yeah. So yeah, what I'm kind of knee deep in that right now. Oh, cool. So what do people find when they go to lesliegilbertwellness.com? What do you have there for them? There is the information about the book, where to find it. And there is um, a blog section that has some, I used to have under a different name, I had a wellness blog. And so I've been, um, updating some of that and putting some new things out so you'll find some more information there as well and there's um, some opportunities for coaching and if you're in southeast georgia um yoga in person oh. all at lesliegilbertwellness.com okay. you can also do um at lesliegilbert on instagram if you follow me there there's also a link that takes you to all the places and so buy the book and get somebody else to buy the book and then you can help send leslie and her husband to Cabo for a, a <laughs> month or two. 
or the rest of their life. <laughs> yeah, you, you can do the show from Cabo, right, Patrick? Well, you I can, can just come do hang from, out and visit for a while. Do it while, from anywhere. Right? Yeah, I can do it from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, exactly. I'm actually thinking about Russia. I don't know why. It's crazy. Okay, well, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks a lot. You take care of yourself. Really nice. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This was fun. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Leslie Gilbert, Patrick Timpone, One Radio Network.com. That's great. Yeah, I think we should all just go to Russia and eat borscht and, uh, you know, do something. You know. um, so we're going to take a little break here and then we're going to talk to uh, Darko, um, last name unknown at the moment because it's whatever. But he's in, he's in, um, uh, Amazon Rainforest, and he's a really cool guy. Talk about um, all kinds of things with healing and your diet and stuff. So right up our alley. You'll have a good time uh, with him. So he's coming up in about uh, 20 minutes. Speaking of coaching, we kind of changed our little model. Uh, we were doing some coaching. We did quite a few. I mean, not a cabillion, but we did quite a few. Um, at 250 bucks for an hour, and then un and then unlimited email support. And it's been really fun, and uh, we've met some just terrific people. But for some reason, I just got up the other day, and we haven't really worked it out, but we're gonna do, we're doing it now with just um, donation, right? Um, it's mostly spiritual stuff. It's all tied in with, you know, soul, mind, body, and uh, but if you really want somebody that'll listen to you, and so now we're just doing it. Okay, uh, here's the suggested thing. If you got the money, but don't worry if you don't have it and you don't owe us anything unless you want to. It's just a donation now. I just felt better about that rather than charging. You know, it's like, I don't know. So I'm not a, whatever. So it's just a donation thing. If I can help you, we can do a session. We're going to do a couple uh, this week. So I have the time uh, for you. Uh, let me know if we can do a little session. Um, just email me, patrick1radionetwork.com. We're going to talk with Darko Belichick, uh, um, and we'll do that in about uh, 18 minutes or so. So we'll be right back. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. <laughs> 